Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We have a very special guest with us today, founder and CEO of Ice Barrel, Wyatt Ewing. Hello. Hey. I like the logo. It's just Ice Barrel. No pretense. Yeah, it's just, I like it. It's, uh, people getting too weird with the logos these days. You know what I mean? Um, I know what you mean. So tell me about the, tell me, tell me your background a little bit and then we'll get into how the company came about. And then then I want to talk about, I want to talk about some of the, uh, the science behind what makes this kind of an effective, you know, uh, tool in your, in your toolkit. So first lead off, tell me, tell me about yourself, where you come from and how you got into the business. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Colorado Springs, uh, had kind of an unusual upbringing, uh, very independent, very entrepreneurial, uh, worked my butt off throughout high school, uh, had very high dreams and aspirations. My granddad was an, was a U.S. astronaut, uh, Colonel Jim Irwin. Uh, he was one of the men on the moon. And so I always aspired to do something like great in life, but due to a lot of unfortunate family circumstances growing up, growing up, it was very challenging, um, very survival based. Uh, so I grew up just, uh, even though I was a go getter and things kind of looked good on the outside, just struggled horribly with like anxiety. Mm. Um, but got an early jump on life. Um, met my wife right out of high school. Um, she was gorgeous and intelligent, couldn't pass up on that opportunity. So got married young, uh, bought a house and just really started like taking life by the horn, you know, the bull by the horns and, and going for it. Um, and I found myself in different like luxury sales type, uh, jobs, uh, high commissions, uh, not moving a lot of volume, but art, sculptures, jewelry, high-end home remodels, things like that. Uh, and that kind of led me to a place of, uh, selling corporate jets. I would help companies, uh, all over the U S buy and sell their Mm. corporate jets, uh, which that's like, I don't know how much you know about that industry, but it's like the wild west. There's nobody that monitors or oversees or regulates uh, aviation transactions because mm-hmm. it's all cross border, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're dealing with some like very unique individuals, um, and I needed something for my anxiety from like childhood plus the high stress job. I had a very young family at the time and needed uh, needed to do something different. Um, that's when I found cold therapy. Uh, I was burning the candle at both ends. This guy noticed me and he was like, dude, you look stressed. You should take an ice bath and, uh, or a cold shower. So I started in the cold showers and, uh, changed my life. Um, it's like the 30 second version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that was 90 seconds, but whatever, dude, you're not a, you're not <laughs> a math guy. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting story and I can definitely, confirm that the corporate jet sale I have, I have a buddy that does that in atlanta and it's just like she'll tell me sometimes some of the stuff that she's been up to and how it went i'm like how is any of this like it, it seems like there it's an industry that on the periphery would appear to have quite a bit of regulation that just has none at all right like you yeah you don't need it's yeah. like <laughs> if you buy a car if you go into a dealership and buy a car you got to show them that you got uh, a license and car insurance and all that shit. Right. If you buy yeah. a, a corporate jet, it's just like, eh, you got money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, as long as the wire goes through and yeah, goes, which, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, so tell me about the, um, you know, work, work, life balance gets you into a position where, you know, you're, you're, uh, 
maybe your anxiety is getting out of control or maybe you're just not feeling like you're performing at your best. Um, a lot of people like breathwork and meditation have gotten pretty, I, I would say that meditation and mindfulness probably came first um, here in the States, you know, became popular with a lot of people who are into that sort of thing. Um, and then I think that breathwork and cold plunges kind of came right on the heels of that. Um, and it, it's interesting to me because, well, I, mindfulness has always been part of religion, right? So there's some pretty big studies that came out in the early 2000s that showed things like um, if it's whether it's meditation or yoga or prayer or just there, there's a variety of different ways to go about it, but they all have the same general effect, right? Um, uh, which is to say it, it's the process by which your brain comes to terms with its reality, I guess. You know what I mean? And then the, the, then one of the things that has been kind of a staple of mental health and recovery over the years, I think is a mistake, which is experiential avoidance, right? It's like, well, I'm going to, I have a problem with drugs and alcohol, so I'm going to go to AA and never go near any of those things again. Or I have a problem with this relationship that I'm having, so I'm just going to ignore it and move on with my life. Bad news doesn't get better with time, first. And second, experiential avoidance doesn't work because you don't actually fix what's wrong, right? You're just avoiding it. Um, but these are steps that you can take that are, you can do in your own home. You don't need, it's, it's not cost prohibitive. Some of it's actually free. And I wonder why it took so long for the general public to kind of catch on to some of this shit, especially the cold plunge thing, because athletes have been doing this for fucking 100 years. You know what I mean? What, what do you, what do you yeah, think I mean, about it's, that? Yeah, it's interesting. I think like cold therapy is not new. It gets practiced in Europe and Asia frequently. But here in the West, we have an avoidance to anything uncomfortable. We're mm. trying to optimize our lives to be more comfortable, to be less hard, right? And we start rejecting the things that make us feel more human and more alive. Um, I mean, just simple things like get cold, go barefoot, drink water and get adequate sleep. You do those things, like your life's gonna drastically improve. Uh, and those are all like primitive things that we used to do uh, as part of our daily life. But mm. just as modern society has gone on, we just have rejected them. And we've accepted this form of technology as a way to optimize. And all it does is diminish our instincts, right? Technology should only inform our instincts, not replace them. And amplify, our, right? You know what I mean? Like su yeah. not, not, not supplement, but co like compliment, compliment with an E, not, not to give them a compliment, but to comp like yeah. legit. Yeah. I, I, a hundred percent. Right. That's yeah. I, and we talk about this all the time with the everybody's afraid of AI. It's like it's it's another tool that we can use to amplify what's good about what we're doing here. Not 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 everything is intrinsically good or bad. And the, yeah, the assessment that as we've become more technologically advanced, we've become more like it, it, it's it's been guided towards comfortability, right? Which you know whatever. A lot of people die from being cold, so we should figure out ways to heat our homes great right but we should also remember that <clears throat> well think about it this way war like hot and warm water in indoors is a relatively new thing for humanity you know what i mean 100 percent. Uh, 100 years, 100 years ago good chance that the vast majority of people were taking cold showers because they had to you know what i mean correct yes yeah very much so and even like if you did have heating in your home, it was not like adequate or efficient, right? Yeah. Wood burning stoves heat disproportionately. Right. Right. 
So yeah, we were way more exposed to the climate and our immune systems were a lot stronger than they are today. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned that uh, Asia and Europe have been using this stuff for a long time. Um, and even like in the West, athletes have for, for as long as I can remember, since the middle part of the 20th century, um, icing your muscles, for, for example, is really common, was really common back then, still is. But a full submerged ice bath for uh, – I don't know about the NBA necessarily, but I know for hockey, baseball, and football, it was that, – that's a routine thing. They have every one of them, every, every NFL, Major League Baseball, and uh, hockey locker room I've ever been in, they have some kind of ice bath of some sort, right? Even if it's just a, a big metal tub that you throw ice into. Um, totally. And it's, uh, you know – I think the I think the general public believed that this was just about muscle repair, right? Correct. Um, yeah. But it's I mean, it, I, that's just the tip yeah. of the iceberg. No pun intended. But that's just the tip, right? Oh, hundred percent. I remember when I first started Ice Barrel, like back in like two thousand, you know, early two thousand eighteen. I was dragging this ice bath around all the cities in South Denver, uh, or all the gyms, sorry, in mm. South Denver, trying to convince people to take an ice bath. And they're like, "That's for NFL players." Like, <laughs> I was the weird dude, right, trying mm. to get people to take ice baths. Um, but yeah, and I think, I mean, the short term benefits of cold therapy is a reduction of pain. Redu reduction of inflammation releases beta endorphins in the body gives you that euphoric feeling which is amazing um but the, like the long-term benefits of cold therapy are incredible for mental resilience emotional re well-being uh staving off cognitive decline over time uh reducing symptoms of anxiety depression um i mean the list goes on and on it's, it's pretty incredible um I'm, I'm most, so some of the stuff is obvious. Mental resilience, obviously doing hard things is always going to be good for you, right? No, no matter, um, that that's always going to be part of any kind of, <sighs> you, you really want to marry your, um, the out, the, the outcome of things that you want with some kind of discomfort. I think it's a, it's a good idea, right? Um, yeah. because it, it's kind of an iron law of life that doing hard shit improves your life, right? Whether it's learning a new Correct. skill or working out or whatever it is, or, you know, even if you think about the, one of the ways that I like to approach it, <clears throat> excuse me, is I look at something like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like I need shelter, I need food, et cetera, et cetera. And try to find like it, these days it's become more common to have a nine to five that's relatively physically comfortable, right? I mean, there's a lot of people still doing hard blue collar work, um, but rel relative to the past, more or less physically comfortable. And that is the process that, by which I go through to, to I guess, earn or develop my, my diet and, and my shelter, which is good, right? I mean, you're still, you're achieving the goal, but I think some of the stuff that in the middle gets lost, right? Like building your own home, having the skills to do that, or, having to do do your own maintenance on it, right? Or having to hunt and kill your food or whatever it is, right? Collect it even. Um, and I think there's something that we lose, right? When we, when we kind of push that out of our daily lives. Yeah, I mean, we're, I think it's interesting. I, I talk about like, you kind of get into the concept of like, then like what, you know, what is money? Because there are certain people that are way more talented and have different skill sets. Um, but you can find discomfort in anything that uh, is respectable and worth doing. You know, there's some form of discomfort there. 
Uh, so like, I think a good example is like, I'm always of the mindset, like my skill set, like I'm probably not the best guy to like fix the dishwasher when it breaks down. <laughs> now <laughs> it's a good idea for me to have like mm -hmm. basic knowledge of like handyman repair stuff. But sure. at the same time, like if I go do what I'm doing and pay the handyman, like I'm supporting his work mm -hmm. right now, he can go support his family and right. on and on. Uh, but I think like the value then is like, I have to go find like the hard respectable thing to do in my field and my you know, in my world, uh, to add value to others for sure. Mm. Um, but I do think, I think we've lost that to a degree for sure. Like people are avoiding the hard things, um, and trying to optimize their life for comfort and, um, for it to be easier, you mm. know, nothing worth doing is easy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, the way I always summarize it is, um, when you have the, when you have the option, take the stairs. Right. And it's 100%. not, not yeah. just about, physically moving your body around obviously you know uh but when you in whatever situation you find yourself in life if you have the option do the one that's a little bit more difficult or do the one that requires you to put more effort into it because and don't don't try to make it don't try to moralize or novelize it or anything it's not like oh it's it's making me a better person i mean maybe it is i don't know but and and, and it's like oh it's the right thing to do maybe the the point is that it's mentally and physiologically effective to do that right it, it'll, yeah, 100%. It, it may not make you a better person i don't like to talk in terms of, of that but it'll make you a more resilient person yes absolutely also i think it's important to control our how we release dopamine right mm -hmm. and if we're releasing dopamine based on effort versus pleasure we're going to be happier people at the end of the day and more sustained humans sure well adjusted yeah. humans when, when we do that it's like you you remove that that effort part and then what you lose and I, I talk about this all the time you lose that intrinsic connection in your mind between effort and outcome right it, totally. and that's a it's a problem and it is that's a good way to put it control how we release dopamine because your body will look for it in other ways that aren't so healthy if you if you if you aren't doing it um in a way that's i guess productive right i mean your but your yeah. brain your brain and body just crave that shit so you're gonna you're yeah. gonna find something yeah, absolutely. And you got to be cognizant of it too. Like there are certain environments that I will not put myself in because my ego comes into play and then the dopamine hits become crazy. And then I started like craving those environments. Like mm. I just won't do it. Um, I don't like being, I never, I was just having this conversation with my seven-year-old. I was trying to explain to her that you never want to be the best person in the room at anything. You don't want to be the smartest, the strongest, the fastest, the mm. coolest. Uh, like <clears throat> that's an area that I try not to go into rooms where I shine like your ego comes into play your dopamine starts going crazy like always try to be around people that are much better more talented than you um you'll aspire to be more that way yeah i mean that's just another example of taking the stairs right like you yeah it's totally. easy it's easy to be a fucking big fish in a small pond go out there totally. and, <laughs> yeah. and expand and you know it isn't um it isn't just about challenging yourself like that this is how it one of my one of my quotes that I like to use is when we all do better, we all do better. You know what I mean? When we all do better as in we're doing well together or when we do things that are better when we perform at a higher level, the just society does better, right? Like you owe totally. it to this all this infrastructure that makes these comfortabilities possible. You owe it to that. Uh, and that is that is to include like, you know, actual technology, but also the sacrifice of people who make this shit possible. All of those things you owe you owe it to yourself even, but especially your family and the other people that you live around and and in this country and in the, you know in the world 
to perform at an optimal level like that. Now, you shouldn't be pathological about it. You shouldn't beat yourself up because you fail. And you shouldn't necessarily, you know, you, you don't want to get crazy about stuff. You know, you don't, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm failing the world because uh, my, my, my invention didn't work the way I thought it would. But you definitely want to be cognizant of that shit and, you know, because we define ourselves by our purpose. And I and I and it feels yeah. it feels better to accomplish things than it does to be handed things. I don't think anybody can question that. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, hundred percent. I would say though, like to do something significant and meaningful in the world, you do need to be a little bit crazy or unbalanced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a level of like, there's a narrative out there of just like stay in your lane. You know, uh, go do what everybody else is doing. I think though, like and your effort to be meaningful in this world, you have to have a little bit of crazy, a little bit of unbalancedness. I mean, that anxiety, like, again, there's nothing intrinsically bad about any of these things. Anxiety is just your brain telling you that you need to be doing more, right? I mean, it's the, we we don't have the, we don't have the the natural predator, right? The the mountain lion chasing us or the, or the the weather we're pretty much for the most part i know there's there's events from time to time but for the most part the general public is safe from existential threats these days um so yeah to replace like back in the day we would have had we would have dealt with this by you know working together to protect ourselves from these existential threats but now we still have that same anxiety but no threats and it's i think it's difficult for people to find ways to quell it to be honest yeah, I think I mean a, a big piece of it is obviously perspective. You know, I again, I I think what was fueling a lot of my anxiety is I was like growing up, it was so survival based um, that coming out of that environment, like even though I was like making good money and I had a home and everything was stable, I still operated in this sense that any moment's going to be taken away, right? And I think is that like lower natured self thinking that like some other tribe is going to come, you know, Mm -hmm. steal from you. And right. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of it was perspective. And I was like buying into this hustle culture, you know, that like, it's obnoxious when I look back on it now, but people that say grind too much. Yeah. I don't, I refuse to say that (laughs) word, but yeah, the people that are constantly hustling and grinding and they're like climbing this never ending ladder of success because it's trendy on social media. I wasn't on social media, but I was definitely buying into like enough is never enough. I heard this quote somewhere. It was something like, like, uh, the happiest person on earth is the person that has enough. Mm. you know and it's like well what you know what is enough like we all have more than enough Mm. um so a lot of it is like just perspective um but i think it's also kind of become trendy trendy and quirky to be to have some kind of like like anxiety or depression and it's Mm. not you know what i mean like they're kind of buzzwords but at the same time it's like um they should be dealt with you don't want to sit in them you don't want to you know what i mean if you're experiencing some form of like anxiety do something about it don't just like sit in there and like make it popular. Yeah, isn't know? that weird how like all, all of these things like pain, for example, is just your body telling you there's a problem, so deal with the problem. Anxiety is your, yeah. is your brain telling you I need to do more or maybe there's some kind of threat that my, you know, 90% of communication is nonverbal. Your your brain is creating uh, uh, patterns all the time or, or identifying patterns all the time. And it, it is way better at being a brain than you are at thinking, right? So paying attention right. to that stuff is a good idea. It really is. But the point of it is to uh, 
elicit some kind of action on your part and not to just become part of your identity to, to earn sympathy from people. That's, that's, it's Correct. very weird yeah. that we've made this turn, to be honest, in modern culture. I don't even like regardless of how comfortable we've all gotten, that is very bizarre to me. I'm not sure exactly how that happened. This episode of Citizens is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Join the Black Rifle Coffee Club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is veteran-operated and supports America's military, law enforcement, and first responders. Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, rounds, and delivery schedule anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. The best value you're going to get from Black Rifle Coffee is the coffee club. As again, you can choose the roast, whether you're like light, dark, or medium. You can choose the texture. You can choose whether you want uh, ground coffee, whether you want to grind it yourself and get whole bean, or if you use a Keurig and you want the coffee rounds and the delivery schedule with a wider uh, array of options for that. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, use the code CITIZEN and get 20% off your first order. This episode of Citizen is also brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. If you get the uh, 40% off deal, if you use the 40% off bundle deal, you're going to get uh, a mattress and all your stuff, your base, your sheets, your pillows, all this stuff for about 30 to 35 bucks a month. They've got a zero down, 0% financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero months. That's five years, uh, about the lifespan of the average bed. So it works out great for you, works out great for uh, the company. So go check it out. Go to ghostbed.com for slash drinker bros. Whether you're in the market for a bed, uh, an adjustable base, whether you just need sheets or pillows or any of that stuff, they got the best. The mattress protector, the weighted blanket. They have everything you need there. 30% off everything. Use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Or if you need that adjustable base as well and the mattress, get the bundle and everything else you add onto that deal is 40% off. Yes, it's it's pretty odd. I think a lot of it's interesting because um, they when you look at the I, I forget the name of it, but it's like where they classify the different types of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like there's new stuff getting added in there every day and these certain like diagnosis like like neurosis and anxiety are two different things, but they're now just clumped together as anxiety. So it's like, we're almost like umbrelling a society that has different challenges and different in- like issues all under this umbrella of anxiety. I think it's very disconcerting actually. Like soon, soon everybody's going to be, Oh, I have anxiety. I have anxiety. Right. It's just going to become like what you say to yeah. explain your human experience. Well, you know what it kind of sounds like to me is, uh, astrology frankly it's like oh i'm sorry i'm being a bitch i'm a scorpio it's like no you're just being a bitch dude like you you were still in control of your actions i I think that's part of it too um to kind of kind of eschew personal responsibility to some degree you know what i mean it's like if if i if if there's an excuse for me to to quit or to to you know do less than what i should have or to make a bad decision however you want to describe that then you're kind of letting yourself off the hook. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't, I don't really get into these moto phrases too much because it's like, calm down, dude, we're all just fucking living life here. But, um, <laughs> I was you, trying to make it through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can't like go into it. If you go into a situation, whether it's uh, a workout or a, a work project, like a long run or, you know, in the military, we, we dealt with this a lot. If you go into the thing, whatever it happens to be, 
with a prepared excuse already, you're going to fucking quit. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you got to, you, totally. you've got to work the quit out of your mind. It's, it's, it's just not acceptable to be there. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, let, let's talk about some of the, um, some of the physiological effects of cold plunging. Can you give me like just a general idea of some of the science behind that? And then I'm going to have some specific questions. Yes, for sure. So there's a lot of voices out there right now that are researching and talking about like the science of cold therapy. Like what you're doing is you're putting your body in this fight or flight response, and then you're controlling the physiological effects by not and right. The initial response is I'm in an unsafe environment. I need to get out. Right. But you're going to breathe through that. You're going to reset the fight or flight response in the body. You're not getting chased by a bear or a lion, right? You're okay. You can breathe through this. And as you get past this like fi initial fight or flight response, your body eases into the cold water and you start activating the nervous system and uh, it starts increasing the brown adipose fat, which is like the good fat that helps uh, burn energy and uh, helps support the uh, weight loss. You're going to boost your metabolism. Um, and then you're also stimulating the vagus nerve, which is really cool because it's one of the few ways that you can quickly, uh, stimulate the vagus nerve. It's, there's a branch of nerves that goes down. It's right at the base of your neck here. So you submerge all the way down to the, your shoulders and that's connected to a majority of the organs in the body. Um, so it's this, it's this whole body nervous system effect. It's like a, it's like a workout for your nervous system. Um, and I mean, on top of that, like all the great beta endorphins that are getting mm. released in the body. Uh, we did this really cool study where uh, we had our blood drawn mm. uh, before we took an ice bath. And we had like, I don't know, it was close to like 40 different markers. And then we took an ice bath. It was three minutes, all the same temperature for everybody. And like my norepinephrine and epinephrine levels went from 400 to 1300. Like it was insane. I'm sorry. Uh, so it tripled. Did, yeah. Yeah. And it was sustained itself for like, we then drew blood again, 30 minutes after the ice bath and those have a long tail decline. So like your dopamine, your feel good hormones that get released in the body. Like that's insane. That's mm. like, those levels are like close to consuming a, like a, a narcotic, mm -hmm. you know, like those are real, those are real numbers, real, uh, very high levels of epinephrine, norepinephrine, dopamine, all that. So like, I, I mean, that's just great. That's going to just melt away the cortisol levels in the body, right. right? Which are connected to stress. Sorry, I'm taking some also, notes here. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Also like, yeah. I mean, the improvement of sleep is huge, right? Yeah. Uh, your body works all throughout the night to cool itself mm. down. So you take an ice bath in the evening, like you give your body a head start, you're going to sleep much better. I wonder what it uh, like how that does compare um, numbers wise to narcotics. That would be an interesting thing to study because, um, you know, I, I know some pretty effective ways of, of breaking addiction. I mean, Ibogaine is pretty much the most effective way of breaking addiction, but it is fucking brutal. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's like. Uh, the most potent psychotropic drug on earth and it's it's rough you know what i mean but it, it will i i've seen people what does that, it do I, well i've seen people that have had um years long narcotic uh addictions pretty much go cold turkey after that with no 
side effects. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're mm. taking um, uh, uh, some lesser form of a drug that you're just going to get hooked on again or going cold turkey and sweating your ass off and wanting to kill yourself. You know what I mean? It, it's, uh, it, it is uh, very powerful, I'll say that. I'm not sure exactly what the physiological effects are happening, but I know that it kind of cleans out your uh, – your uh, opiate receptors, opioid receptors, right in your brain. Mm, so that's sure. part of it, but it does, there's so many mo other things that it does as well. So I would be very curious to see how just cold plunges, like one cold plunge um, stacks up against one, you know, day of using narcotics or one night of using narcotics versus regular cold plunges and narcotics. That would be a really interesting mm -hmm. study, to be honest. I was talking to this addiction specialist and they said that they recommend people in AA to start cold therapy around step four. Hmm. Um, one, one thing that's interesting uh, that I also noticed for myself, um, when I started in cold therapy, I was at a very, very low point in life. Um, and there was definitely a level of like suffering and agonizing that I was going through that the enjoyment of the pain from the ice bath, like, like felt really good. Like I almost found myself like continually going back because the sensation of the pain. Um, and I would do really cold ice baths. Like I was taking them down in like the low thirties. Mm. Um, and all through like Colorado winters are freezing cold. I'm like busting ice up. It's literally, the water's literally 33 degrees and I'm sitting in these ice baths for like anywhere between eight and 12 minutes and I'm enjoying it. Whereas now, like as a as I've totally healed from this like state of distress that I was in to where I am today, like they're they're uncomfortable. Like I like them and I enjoy an ice bath, but that level of uncomfortable and the pain that I experience, like I'm not as I'm not as into that level of pain like I used to be. Um, which is interesting. Uh now I can still like ease into it and all that, but I'm not doing it for like this sensational feeling like I used to. Mm. And I think that's interesting because we hear a lot of stuff back from our customers and it seems like people come to cold therapy when they're in some form of suffering, whether it's emotional, physical, right? They need better recovery. They're in some, and they're swapping their pains, right? Um, so they're picking a new type of hard, right. I guess you could say. Uh, but it's interesting. So when I was talking to this, uh, this lady that was in addiction recovery, she was saying that, um, if you introduce cold therapy to certain uh, folks in recovery too soon, it almost becomes like, like they start craving the ice bath in a different way mm. and it can cause further relapse, which is interesting. Yeah, that so, is interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's so different. Uh, you mentioned the vagus nerve. Um, when you this is just a mechanical question, but when you're doing a cold plunge, you need to go to at least your shoulders is what you're saying to, to activate that part. Yeah, I, I theoretically and ideally, yes. You'll hear some different opinions out there. Some people say you just have to splash your face. Other people say you just have to smerge to the right to the sternum. Um, but we know locationally that the vagus nerve is right here on the back of the neck. Right. That's why ancient Chinese medicine tells us to put an ice cube on the back of our neck right at the base if we have a headache, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's because you're trying to stimulate the... Um, stimulate the vagus nerve. So if you can submerge down to the base of your neck, ideally that's, that's going to be the most effective. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very curious about some of this stuff. Tell me why, 
like what what's the what's the the temperature you're looking for somewhere in the low 40s probably i would guess but where, what do you think really i mean what science is showing us is that you're getting 90 percent of the benefits under 60 degrees oh really like you don't have to go that cold um and i think that's great because it, it cold therapy should be and is accessible to everybody and you don't have to be an extremist and get down into like the the low 30s high 30s right you can take an ice bath and get 90 percent of the benefits around 50 to 55 degrees um now duration in there you're probably going to need to stay in there a little bit longer right maybe it's maybe it's two minutes five days a week three minutes five days a week um generally the lower temperature you go the less time you need to be in mm. there um so, but you do also build up cold habituation, which is this like tolerance to the cold. Like that's a real, real thing. Um, and I'm, I have experienced that. So like, it's hard for me, like when I get down in like the low high thirties, low forties, like, I don't know what temperature it is. I just have mm -hmm. this tolerance to it, you know, um, regardless, you're still getting the benefits, even though it becomes simpler to do. So, I mean, so the marker should be uh, what consistency then, or do you need to, if there's no plateau effect, I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere if you're, if you're getting into the twenties and shit, but um, should, should I look to decrease the temperature as time goes on, as I become more comfortable or is there, you said you get most of the effect just under 60 degrees. Is there a, is there a point of diminishing return where you're just suffering for no reason? I mean, yeah, the lower you go, the lower temperature you go. Absolutely. Like it's not necessary to get below 40 degrees. Okay. Um, so, I mean, high forties, low fifties is like a sweet spot somewhere in there that you're comfortable with. Also, like depending on your, depending on the climate you live in, your, your own physiology, your own body fat, right. Is going to, what might feel cold to you might not feel cold to somebody else. You know what I mean? So it totally depends on the climate you're in. People that live in Florida, like they're cold in 70 degree water. You know, when, you know, you take somebody from the northern states, you know, it like they can get down into like the 30s and 40s and feel comfortable. Right. So, yeah, yeah a lot, a lot of factors to take into consideration. Do you think um, tell, why an ice bath instead of just a cold shower? Is there something different to being submersed than just being having the cold water on you or how to, is, is there is there much of a difference? Yeah. So when when I went from the cold shower to the ice bath i was looking for a place that i could stay in a meditative state without like the sensory overload right, of the okay. water hitting the body the other thing is you get the hydrostatic pressure of the water i think this is super important when you submerge yourself in 105 gallons of water or 80 gallons of water that water has weight and volume to it you're getting this hydrostatic pressure this pressure on the body it's like a giant ice pack so the therapeutic benefits are way deeper uh in a nice bath than a cold mm. shower although like i don't knock cold showers at all i love cold showers i still take them i recommend cold showers for for everybody um they're a great way to get started in, into the practice um and zero barrier adventure right mm. yeah you <laughs> can just walk into it yeah um yeah. so you you mentioned uh another one of the physiological effects of of ice baths or cold therapy in general um and it is your fight or flight response uh response and that's the limbic system right i mean you're you're essentially resetting your limbic system because you we can get into this a little bit you mentioned um some level of insecurity in your and your upbringing maybe i don't, I don't know i don't want to get it you, you don't have to get into details if you don't want to but it is the case that over time 
particularly in our formative years, we associate, you know, certain things with threats that aren't necessarily the case, right? It, it isn't true that like some people associate uh, opening up to other people and becoming close with people or taking a risk in their work life or whatever, right? They, it's it's yeah. it's almost like a pathological version of the natural uh, physical stimulus our brain creates to make us go do things. Um, and this is true with, it, it's essentially a long-term form of post-traumatic stress, right? I mean, you, your brain, the way your brain filters data is fucked up. It's not correct. And this can help reset that. Yeah, so I mean, we've gotten so accustomed to little things triggering the fight or flight response in us that shouldn't necessarily be there. Um, so, you know, somebody like yelling at you in traffic should not evoke the fight or flight response. You know what I mean? Somebody like pulling a gun on you should, mm -hmm. right? There's different things. Also like, like some people, when they start talking about finances, they really go into this like lower state being their fight or flight response comes on this like mindset of scarcity. There's not enough mm -hmm. money for everybody, right? Those types of things should not like trigger our fight, flight or flight response. I think a lot of it is also we're so comfortable that any form of discomfort is like almost an assault to our brains. And so like we want to reset that. We want to go back to this like baseline healthy level of um, what should trigger the fight or flight response. Like we're going in and out of it all day long, uh, but we want to stay in this rest and repair mode. Also, if you look at like the state of America and like the the health rate, like when you're in the rest and repair mode, your body naturally starts burning fat, mm. right? Like that's important, but we're like majority of Americans are just staying in this fight or flight response, right? And so their body's in this like pr preservation mode all right. the time, like not, not a great state to be in. So, um, yeah, cold therapy is a great way to resalt re or reset that default setting in us. Um, and I also think it, promotes a presence of mind and when you have a present like your mind is present you are where your feet are right you're not thinking about everything else because you're in this awful environment right you're cold and your mind is just with you mm -hmm. and it's just present like your problem solving ability in that state is so much higher than when you're ruminating on the past or fearing the future like if you could just it puts us in this place of presence that we have a hard time in the society getting to mm. you know meditation is hard right throwing yourself in an ice bath you don't have a choice but to get present in the moment mm. you know yeah it's um, taking all your mental and physical energy just to exist which is a exactly. good thing right 100 percent, a good thing yeah mm. and then you can like yeah then you can you can deal with life so much better yeah. when you're present in the moment yeah not not getting i mean look we eat shitty diets in the west um there's 38 percent of americans are in either diabetic or in pre-diabetes now the numbers are truly staggering and fucked up that's um insane, and yeah. we just don't ever you it's that that's a really good assessment we never enter that we never legit enter our rest and repair mode that that typically is has been the case for human beings over the course of our evolution and you know, if you're, even if you are sleeping six to eight hours a night, you're not getting rest if you're not entering, entering that repair mode. And some of the, there, there's plenty of effects to that. One, your limbic system is going to be fucked up. Um, your cortisol levels are going to be through the roof because they think you're under constant attack and you're not going to be able to lose weight around your midsection like you want to. You know what I mean? Um, there's, there's just so many downstream effects from that stuff. 
And, you know, we, I don't think it's been the case that we talked about this all that much. I don't think it's a new problem either. I think it's probably been a, a, a problem that is that began somewhere after the industrial revolution and has gotten worse and worse as we become more technologically advanced. And we just started talking about this maybe two decades ago, if that, right? And we're only now, only in the last five years, have we been talking about it in a serious way where we're actually coming up with some solutions like cold therapy and things like that. Uh, we were we were plenty comfortable just to prescribe SSRIs to everyone for years. Right. Um, and, and now finally we're giving people a way to deal with this that doesn't have side effects or doesn't have a high barrier to entry. You know what I mean? It's something you can do yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and should be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an interesting book out there uh, that I recently read called What Technology Wants. And regardless of what you believe about like the origin of mankind, it talks about this this life cycle of technology and the and the demand of technology on humanity and how we almost have this like symbiotic relationship. Um, but they go through all these different civilizations of how like the, this is nothing that we're discussing is new. Um, and other other societies and civilizations have gotten to a place where uh the demands of technology are so high and the attention that it requires of us that we continue to like force out these basic necessities that we need in life to live well and to live meaningful um it's a super interesting book i highly recommend it um but yeah i think i think we can look at history and hopefully learn from it not repeat it <laughs> well wouldn't that be nice <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. what what is it about um well, one of the things I've read about cold therapy is um, forcing your your body to produce more heat, right? To keep your core, you're trying to attack your core with cold, so it'll be forced to to produce heat. What is it that that does exactly? Aside from the like resilience and stuff, and just doing hard stuff, is there something physiological that that's doing? Yeah, that is literally helping flush your endocrine system, which is the like your lymph or the lymphatic system mm -hmm. in the body. Uh, as well as improving circulation. You got to get blood flowing and blood moving to the right places um, for sure. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, let's let's unpack that a little bit. Um, the number one killer of Americans is heart disease in any given year, right? Aside from uh, external factors, heart disease is one of the worst. Um, and you can definitely, you can definitely improve your cardiovascular you know, situation by doing stuff like this. It isn't, yeah, you don't, you don't have absolutely. to go run 10 miles a day. It doesn't require all that stuff. We, it, human beings have not spent the last 150 to 250,000 years running everywhere, right? We ran from time to time. We, we walked a lot. Yeah, sure. But we didn't just sprint around to stay healthy all the time. It just wasn't true. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I, again, back to that book, it talks about how like the, even the movement of man, like we were, we were more like grazers than sprinters a majority mm -hmm. of history. Like we would move slowly through time and space and then only sprint and when it was absolutely necessary. So no, I agree with that. Uh, interestingly, like uh, we want to like oxygen deprivation is like a real thing. Mm -hmm. So when there's a lack of blood flow to a certain part of the body is where a lot of pain exists usually. Right. And you look at arthritis, when you look at, um 
different autoimmune issues, a lot of it comes down to oxygen deprivation. And so if you can flood certain parts of the body there where there's pain and discomfort with blood, which is oxygen, mm -hmm. right, then you can bring a lot of healing to that site. Um, so what's awesome about cold therapy, especially full body immersion is you are like activating the cardiovascular system and you are starting to pump blood through vasodilation. Like the entire the entire system, yeah. yeah it's not like like you, you see people doing cupping and things like that which is it it looks like kind of a, a silly fad but i mean the science makes sense for it right you're you're drawing yeah like oxygen rich blood into that area that's how your body heals itself right so that definitely makes sense and this is just a way to do it rapidly and for your entire body all at once and then on a regular basis with a pretty low footprint as far as effort goes right Totally. Abs yeah, absolutely. The other thing that's nice is you're covering like the entire body. So when you're doing anything like cupping or dry needling, which are awesome healing modalities, and I use them both. But a lot of times, like if I'm having pain in my elbow from CrossFit, it's coming from my grip. Right. So if I'm like cupping or icing my elbow, that's not the that's not where mm. the problem is. Yeah. It's up here. And so to be able to fully submerge the body, you're not wondering if you're like targeting the right part of the body. And what was it? Uh, th this is all really interesting. I think it Anybody that's listened to some of this stuff, this this show or previous, uh, you know, uh, uh, discussions on cold therapy, you can kind of get a good sense of what um, the physiological benefits are and also the psychological benefits. But uh, what was it that made you decide to start the company? So it was it was like super significant for me what I was experiencing. Like I went from a very stressed out, impatient state of being. Um, I, I did not like my attitude, my behavior. Um, I was very, I was very, very impatient with myself and others, um, and constantly trying to like keep the ball rolling in my life and terrified that I was going to like, it was all going to get ripped out from under me. Uh, it very, very illogical. Mm. Um, and the cold, th cold therapy helped me get to like a presence of mind and help me uh manage stress and i noticed like and even my wife noticed she's like you're way more patient than you used to mm. be and it was meaningful like i was showing up as a better husband as a better dad to my daughter um that i i just became so passionate about cold therapy i literally i did the very unbalanced thing i quit my job in corporate aviation <laughs> and i was set off to create like the best cold therapy company in the world um and it was um, not easy and went completely broke along the way. Uh, moved out of our beautiful home in Castle Rock, Colorado, uh, out here to uh, Amish country, Ohio, where we manufacture this pro product and have just lived a very like quiet, um, but yet meaningful life out here, sharing the power of cold. Um, whereas now like, we're the official cold therapy sponsor of CrossFit. Uh, we gave thousands of ice baths out uh, just at the CrossFit games. And we have changed tens of thousands of lives through our product, which is just so incredibly meaningful. Mm. Um, so it's, it's been crazy to see. Yeah. So let's talk about the, tell me about the products you offer. The I, You have two main barrels that you offer. Tell me about each one of those and what the difference is. 
Yeah, so we have the Ice Barrel 400, which is like the OG traditional barrel. That's great. It's lightweight, uh, compact. Uh, a lot of our customers live in apartment complexes, and so they don't have bathtubs and they have a small balcony. So they need something that they can put on their balcony to practice cold therapy. Um, so the Ice Barrel 400 is great for that. It also can fit somebody that's like 6'8", 250 to 300 pounds. So you can put a large human in there. Um, and uh yeah and it looks great you stay in the upright position now this was so important to me when i was making our products nowhere in nature do you see a creature go into the fight or flight response and then try and like lie on their back like you would in a bathtub like that's a very rested recovery position mm -hmm. like we sleep on our backs right um when we're in the fight or flight response our chest is forward we're engaged right and we're our spine is upright and our feet are under us yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's a good point. Yeah, like think about it when you jump into a cold lake or a cold river, you don't float. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you go to Sarasota and you go out in the ocean, you just lie back in the water and float, mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to create something that like honored the body's natural response and the fight or flight. Um, so the, the Ice Barrel 400 was like designed around the ideal shape of the body. Um, then the Ice Barrel 300, that does great in our uh, warmer climates. Uh, it's fully insulated, has a seat on the inside, and it has the quick connects already there for our upcoming water chiller, uh, which we're going to be releasing soon. Um, and also, we created the Ice Barrel 300 specifically for our adaptive athletes, something that is easy to get in and out of, mm -hmm. um, which we did a really good job. And we debuted that to the adaptive athlete division at the CrossFit Games, which was so cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah. Um, what, so, uh, the, the, does the 400 also have, uh, the connector for the chiller or is it just a 300? There's an additional piece, uh, that will come with the chiller that you'll have to, you'll have to order it with the chiller, uh, to convert it. Um, so you'll be able to use both of them, okay, um, cool. in their existing states with the water chiller. And what else uh, do you guys offer? Are there other peripherals that you, that you recommend? Yeah, I mean, we have our ice block molds, which are mm -hmm. amazing. They make a seven pound block of ice, um, which is great. It keeps the water cold. Block ice melts way slower than crushed ice. Yeah. And so less making, surface area. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So uh, th that's an amazing product. We have the whole maintenance kit, cleaning kit, uh, which keeps the water. Uh, I'm only changing my water every four to six weeks. So oh, wow. it lasts for a really long time uh, when you do it properly um those are those are the main products right now we're getting ready uh gearing up here to release our water chiller towards the end of the year uh which is really exciting um it's been a long time coming on that <laughs> i've worked very i've worked the last like two and a half years almost three years now on that product to create the first ever actual cold therapy water chiller not some like aquarium chiller that's reshelled and white labeled for cold yeah. therapy yeah the only ones the the only uh barrels or 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 baths that i see that have an integrated uh chiller are all the kind that you lie down in right i don't think i've seen one yeah. that's upright that that has that functionality yet so this is when did you say this is going to be available the water chiller will be available towards sometime towards the end of the year mm. that's awesome um, and what else do you guys, if anything, uh, are you working on now? You know, is, is it, or are you just trying to get these products out? Or you got something else in the shoot? 
Yeah, I mean, we're working on getting, we have like an additional five products that we're releasing to the cold therapy community in our efforts to continually make it more accessible and mm. more effective. Um, we're really excited about our partnership with CrossFit um, and just to be able to offer uh, more recovery in these gyms to help limit CrossFit related injuries. Uh, CrossFit beats you up, uh, but there's also a lot of other industries that we support. Like the, we love uh, all of our UFC athletes. Um, we have <clears throat> some interest in different like professional sports teams that uh, we supply products to as well. So um, it's going to be exciting. We're also releasing a commercial version of the product later this year. Um, so that, that we've put our, our whole heart and soul into that product. So very excited just to continue to make cold therapy more mainstream. People always say that cold therapy is trendy right now. I am the opposite. I do not think cold therapy is trendy yet, but I can't wait for the day that it becomes trendy. So more people can experience the power of cold. Yeah. I mean, the, it's been beneficial that who and a couple of other people, um, you know, who, who, who know a lot about these things have gone into public and spoken about them. But I still get the sense that a lot of people either feel like it's a fad or that it's, um, something that is maybe outside of the price range or something that, you know, I mean, I don't, I just work nine to five. I, why do I need something? I'm not a professional, like you said before, I'm not a professional athlete. Why do I need this stuff? Well, you're not a, you're you're not a professional athlete. You also want to eat fucking good high quality nutrient dense food right it doesn't you don't have yeah. to be a professional athlete to be able to uh, justify using tech like this this is just stuff th this is a supplement to modern life that makes it to make sure we're getting the benefits from things we used to do naturally back in the day that we've lost i mean it's really that simple totally yeah i mean it's gonna help you show up better for yourself and for the ones that you love so you can focus on doing the things that you love most so like when we're checking those boxes, like we're doing the right thing. Um, I mean, I love the stories that we get from our customers, like, you know, different firefighters and police officers, they get off their shifts and right before they even walk in their house, right in the garage, they have an ice bath. They just like strip down, take an ice bath, go inside. They're in a much better state of mind, right? Using that moment to break up what I just did at work. Now I'm going to go see my family, right? And now I'm in a more patient uh, receptive state of being for my family. Like that's meaningful. Your mm. kids will thank you. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You don't want to be a grumpy asshole all the time. Like me. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. uh, my, my engineer's laughing off camera about that. So I guess it's true. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, we got to get nice out of here. In your studio yeah, I know studio. I should put one in here or just splash my face with cold water at least. Um, no, yeah. I'm actually gonna, I'm going to get one of these things and try it out. And uh, I'm very curious about how it'll affect me. Um, because I'm already, <clears throat> I'm already pretty paid. Like a lot of these things I I've had to figure out on my own in ways that are probably quite a bit more difficult than just jumping in a fucking tub of ice. But, um, we'll see if this will improve as well. Uh, we got to get out of here, but tell me, tell everybody where they can find you, um, where they can find your products on the internet. And then, you know, any other information that you'd like to share with people before we leave. Yeah. Um, I would first go check out our Instagram page. Like the team has done an amazing job, uh, at showing real people and real products. Um, I feel like we're, we're, we're more than just like a brand on, uh, Instagram. Like we're, we offer really cool experiences for the community and we show up in really generous ways on that platform. So go check us out at ice barrel on Instagram. And then our website is just icebarrel.com. Uh, if you're ready to take the next step in your journey to live a more meaningful life. 
Sweet. Well, look, man, I appreciate you coming today. This has been very interesting, good information for people. I always like, um, you know, products and services that are kind of centered around returning some autonomy back to people's lives uh, where they can, you know, do something that they don't require anything else for just to benefit themselves and their family. It's always a good thing. 100%. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me today. Thank you. Yeah, anytime. And thank you all for listening. This has been Citizen. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.